Yeah. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And today, we take a look at... At the issues in the game, uh, the Dragon players slapped with some pretty massive fines by security protocols, and we run through the teams for both the Maroons and the Blues. Paul Vaughan, more <laughs> like Vince Vaughan, because you're behaving like a clown. Great. Wedding crashes, more like COVID crashes. Yeah. Starring not Vince Vaughan, Paul Vaughan. Paul Vaughan. You're acting like a crasher, like a clown. Could have threatened it, you know, threatened the whole game. Terrible. Let me tell you this one. Yeah. <sighs> Crew Detective Season 2 <laughs> takes a serious it. turn. Tell you another Vaughn who needs to take a serious turn towards the mirror and have a good look at himself. Paul Vaughn. Is Vince Vaughn in True Detective Season 2? He is. What an inspired cast. A dramatic role. I don't know if he was good in it. No, fantastic. Hey, uh, as uh, you might have guessed. We're, we're, as you might have guessed, we're doing New Farm Park. Yeah. Um, quickly, hate to put you on the spot, but we love doing this on the show. Let's just improv a song about Oh my God, you're okay, right. Three, okay. Three, two, uh, uh, go. We're, we're going, going to New Farm Park. Yeah, I yeah. hope I can find a park. Um, how about you know, I, you know that place with the nice cheese. You know, bring the board with the nice cheese. The culmination of this parking. T- oh, no. This isn't. This isn't part of the bit. I'm actually forgetting the words. To <laughs> same. That was. I was trying to launch it. I have forgotten the words to it. Live, but I've forgotten awesome. it. Lefties. You've definitely forgotten the words to... Oh, 2016 all the time. But that's, a, um, that's a history book. But just briefly, while we're on that, Mangrove's tickets yep. uh, for felons currently on sale. They're going fast. Um, it'll be the most tickets we've ever sold, really, to a venture we've ever done by a, con- a considerable margin. So true. Out of the uh, Unpacking Brisbane cinematic universe, yeah. the Mangrove's at felons will be the most we've ever sold tickets to Absolutely. something. Absolutely. That's, um, that's a great little thing. You know, it's a venue that's usually used for like uni balls and stuff, so... That'll give you some idea of what sort of deep water we've gotten ourselves into. So Instead of a uni ball, you're going to have some uni balls on the stage yeah. sweating because he's rocking so You're going to have a bloody ball. You're going to have a real still good time. At uni. Yeah, too right. But today we are talking about New Farm Park, you know, what it means to us in a contemporary sense. You know, since COVID it's had not just a resurgence, it's sort of become a big social heartbeat in Brisbane in a way that a lot of bars and restaurants used to be. But before we talk about New Farm Park, we have some houses to keep. Yeah, it's very quick today. We just wanted to quickly mention something that came off the back of the Cannon Hill episode. Now, Joe and I got a message yep. from a teacher of ours on Facebook, and that's not always a good sign. No. It could be, oh, you, and you, you've got an overdue library book. Yeah, you know, oh, come on, mate. Mao's last answer, junior edition, needs to be returned. Oh, where's, um? have you guys got Maximum Ride, the Angel Experiment oh, still? Great book. Great book, great book. I um, mean, I mean, I literally have nine hundred dollars in overdue state library yeah. fines. But the great thing about the state libraries, they just email you once every three months. Yeah, like they so, don't. It's not really a debt. So every time your your rates go up, just uh, think of Joe. Think of me, not um, returning my books. But yeah, no. But it was all all when you get a message from a teacher, it's for a witness statement because we went to a Catholic school. <laughs> uh, but and it, and for those really keen observers of this show, it is not the teacher you think. 
Yes. Well, I'm going to say the teacher. It's Dave. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, it's Dave Webster. Yeah, uh, Mr. One, Webster. One of the great teachers of Terrace Revere. Fabulous teacher. Back in Tasmania now, as I understand Is it. Is he? Yeah. I think he, uh, well, we he's... should get him in touch with our, our good friend Lockie Glaves. That's so Talk true. Talk about writing a one-act play. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. We could actually put all of our mates who are down there in Just Tasmania. get him in contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be great. Um, so Mr. Webster uh, shot us a message and said, boys, I just listened to the Cannon Hill episode and I know you can't talk about everything, but you missed the opportunity on St. Oliver Plunkett Primary. It's one of the only ones, I assume, uh, one of the only mm. primary school named after a 17th century Irish saint. And Joe obviously went to Ireland on exchange, spent yeah. some time there, has a deep connection with the Irish oh, You could call me a 17th century Irish saint of the Guinness. I obviously, <laughs> and, and, and I often do. It's like a loaf of bread. 118 seconds. You've got to let it rest, though. Just how you pour a Guinness, mate. Oh, right. <laughs> I, um, thought, I thought you meant. I think it's 118. Um, I thought it was 128. I think you might be right, but let's have a look. No, you keep reading out this message from and Mr. Webster. I will separately find out okay. the ideal Guinness so, pouring time. So obviously our ears and our eyes were perked and caught by that because we love Irish saints. Who doesn't? I love a bit of Bono. And then Mr. Webster said, now this saint's preserved head, you can still visit and touch for luck. And we went, oh my God, this is incredible. And Joe and I were absolutely flabbergasted. We said, how on earth? Have we missed this incredible bit of Cannon Hill history? Yeah. As you might have heard on that episode, it wasn't full of stuff to it's talk about. It's not the about. most interesting suburb in the world, and yeah, yet it, somehow we, there's a school where there is a head of a 17th century saint that you could touch for good luck. So Joe Our and minds I, were blown. Joe and, I, Joe and I just get to work. We're just like, all right. Yeah. We start but, working the phones. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the school website. I I'm call looking, the White House. Yeah, he gets on to Joe. The other Joe. Who also the, has Irish Catholic roots, so I assume he'd, he'd have something to, to weigh in about this. And I'm sure he's rooted a few Irish Catholics. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, in this, we, we're just like, a, this is a great story to bring up on the podcast. So I'm, you know, it's at this point that I'm at 11 p.m. finding myself on a primary school's website in their history section being like, how is this fucking Cannon Hill yeah. school not mentioning that there is a saint's head that students can go and touch for luck? We're losing our minds. Now, you might know that we do a segment on 4BC weekends on Saturdays with Spencer Housen where we do a short version of the podcast essentially yeah. about a bit of- A little prison. mini unpack. So we see this from Mr. Webster and we're like, oh, this is absolutely prime material for Spencer. So before we record that grab, we I'm not kidding- the depths of the internet, the depths of Facebook, mm. the depths of all the media that you can think of, trying to find out how the hell there's no coverage of a saint's head being at Cannon Hill Primary School. It uh, made it, no sense. It's not only the most interesting thing about Cannon Hill, it would be probably the most interesting fact about every primary school in Brisbane. There's a my primary school, head in the middle my of My primary it. school, Wilston, had a bust of Shakespeare like a little statue of Shakespeare and it kept getting vandalised. And, you know, I tell you what, that was the biggest news in the suburb for years. Massive. Oh, my God, someone stole Captain Cook's head. Until the principal skydived onto the yeah, island. and that was, pretty, that was pretty awesome. We have reread the message yeah. from Mr. Webster. And Mr. Webster, who who taught me in English and history. Yeah. So I looked back on the way this was phrased. Too. And we... Maybe just history for me. We, we looked and then did some research into mm. the great St. Oliver Plunkett and... His head is preserved in Ireland and it's at a burial site at a Catholic little chapel sort of thing. Um, it would appear that on reading the message, yeah. the school in Cannon Hill was named after this saint whose head, who happens to have a head. is preserved in Ireland. Yes. For anyone out there who was wondering, there is no head of a 17th century Irish saint in Cannon Hill. 
And we know those rumours have been floating around for nigh on months now. And we wanted to give the head a chance yeah. to respond to the allegations. So top, of the, top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> er, <laughs> in the name of love. <laughs> One, One more in the Cannon <laughs> Hill. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know what's funny is if this was a radio show, We'd get two months out of this. We'd be like, oh, yeah. We were wrong about the head being there. So we're getting flights and we're doing the shows from Ireland. We are going to touch this we're head. We're going to touch the head. And, and we're going to try and, and, and bring, bring the, the head. And we yeah. bring the teacher with us or yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, Whereas for us, we're just like, we made a mistake and then we apologize and we try to move on. Yeah. Just imagine we have a budget and yeah. we can do that. So I mean, your minds sort of, tonight after mm. the episode, maybe imagine, oh, what would six weeks of shows sponsored by Guinness sound like where Henry and Joe are... Probably be really drunk. In Ireland. Go yeah. back to the glory days of this show where we did it a few beers deep. Oh, they were the best. At like, at like 10 p.m. Yeah, on a Monday. Really great and fun. And it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, it was a really low that quality show that oh. we had to edit a lot of. But no, I love doing this sober. Yeah, God, how good's going to fit stop and then crack it into a podcast? Too right. Love uh, my life. Now, now it's worth mentioning why we're revisiting New Farm Park. Because mm. last time we to- talked about New Farm Park, this was episode three of the show. This was 2019. It was a pre-COVID world, which, you know, I hate to give this piddly little virus too much credit, but it certainly has radically changed many aspects of our life, d- not d- least of all the way we interact with parks. Yeah, and you know what it is, mate? It's a bit unprecedented. Yeah, Can I throw that these word times, at you? you know what? There's a little in these, you know what, Henry? It's mm. nice to e meet you. It's, it's very fucking nice to e meet you, mate. You know what's interesting yeah. is I find myself on meetings when I'm WFHing, and I'm leaving myself on mute. Well, you know, I find myself it's, in. It's been eighteen months. You think I'd, you I, find, think I'd I find myself on meetings, and I find myself wondering, could this be an email? Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? How about this? I was doing a meeting with a client the other day in track pants. They can't, they can't they sound. They bloody tough. They can't sound. Not until you always, you always took the camera down and yeah, I want to show them. Proof. Let me give them a little. Proof. <laughs> Proof you're not wearing track pants. Um, I mean, clearly the nature and the cultural cachet of the park, as you've written, has radically changed. And I think part of that is obviously the first things to go when there's a lockdown or when things shut down or get more difficult is indoor venues, bars and cafes and restaurants. So Nightclubs. N- so nightclubs, absolutely. So naturally what becomes more popular is the outdoor venues like parks. But I was reading something the other day, Henry, that's really interesting. There is yet to be a confirmed case of COVID transmission outdoors in Australia. Mm. Hence why the justification for Suncorp. And yeah. stuff like that is for all you'd, of the... you'd still call that outside. It's you? still outside. Yeah. It is because for all of the... But you still have so many people in close quarters. And like when New Farm Park went back after lockdown, it was, oh, you still got so many people so close. There is literally yet to be a case in Australia of someone getting COVID outside. Wow, man. Good to see your supports for the arts. Yeah. Good to, <laughs> you wait till I get JC from Powder <laughs> See, I, I love that these yeah, music yeah. venues are only at 50% capacity. It means we can play them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We, oh, we sold it out, mate. Yeah. 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 It'll be us. the asterisks on our career. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's really, it is worth mentioning. And yeah, it's it means that New Farm Park went from when we last spoke about New Farm being just a fairly iconic spot in Brisbane to basically being the epicenter yeah. of young millennial social lives. It, it, just because of this pandemic. It's as I've said here, it's now schoolies for whites. It's schoolies for whites. So let's head off to schoolies for whites. But before we do, let's wig out. Wikipedia, wig, wig, wig out. There's no real population 
of New Farm Park. No. At any given point, I assume it's zero. Well, it um, varies, I guess. And, and we covered a lot of these. At any one yeah, point. covered a lot of these points in the New Farm Wikipedia um, in the old episode. But just a couple of things I want to touch on from the Wikipedia for New Farm Park. So apparently, like I don't think we can begin to comprehend what the park used to look like because there's this list of features that have been lost to time, um, particularly in pre-1970s. It had all this crazy stuff. Biggest takeaway for me is that it used to have like a fully functioning cricket oval with sight stands at both ends of the park and two different dressing sheds. Holy shit. And so I imagine, it, I think it used to be like quite a prominent cricket oval in Brisbane. Where's the other one? Because it's obviously there's the Allen Border Field at Albion, yeah. which is now the, apart from the Gabba, the premium venue for cricket. They host yeah. the Sheffield, Field, Sheffield Shield final there. Um, and then there's at the RNA showgrounds. There's yeah. that other one. That 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 um, isn't used as, but like yeah, it that could was. be a cricket. I mean, ground back now, in yeah. the day, that's just sort of what you did with a large thing of grass. Oh yeah, because it was just oh well, it's cricket over. That's cricket, and like that's where you socialise and stuff. Like, how good would it have been to bring your rosé, bring your Camilla dress, bring your charcuterie board, but you're watching bloody medium quality cricket. Yeah, instead of some guys walking between two trees on a rope. Or the big Sunday soccer culture at New Farm Park that I'm just over. None of that. None of that, please. It's Australia. I don't need to see you playing soccer. Social soccer on a Sunday. What a joke. Get the fuck over yourself. Also, social soccer wear games are still like 70 minutes long. It's not very social. No, it's not social at all. He's playing soccer. Also, soccer's not even that social. No. 11 players. It's actually an incredibly isolating game. Yeah. Well, the go- even in- here, I tell you who it's not social for, the goalie. Oh, fucking no. Well, hey, guys. Are we getting drinks after this? Well, no, no, got- no. You just hang back and guard the goal, mate. We're going to get some... We're going to go to Grilled after this, guys. Shut... Sh- just watch... the Stay in the net. Mm. Stay the, in the fucking stay net. Stay in the fucking net. Now... Simon, back. You're back. You're going to let one in. Now, I'll create an exemption for social soccer teams where they just rotate goalie because that's kind of funny. But God, nothing sadder than playing on a social soccer team and going, yeah, I'll be the dedicated goalie. Yeah. When Here's the only goal is socialising, I'm going to stand as far away from anyone as possible. Yeah, here's one, Ronaldo. Have a beer. Yeah, too right. Um, so the other big features that used to be in Newfound Park include two lagoons. Oh. So not only... So is this at the same time? I imagine that's separate because the lagoons would make cricket, cricket. a little bit difficult. Well... I mean, say, say that though. Like if you're playing cricket there now and you hit a six, you just... Oh, you've killed someone on yeah. a city cap. It's like, like what do you... You know, you... Yeah, what a nightmare. Or Cafe 63. Well, you know how there's like... Not a Cafe 63 anymore, mate. Isn't it? It's now called something else weird. It Is was it like a, one of those... It was a when Cafe they 63. The they've Cap- clearly yeah. broken off from the franchise and now they're like, we're actually called Bacon on the Way. <laughs> or something like that. It's I called wanna, the KK Burger. This one's got a weird one. Well, it's, it's like, like how Park at La Trobe, it's now just Cafe 107. Yeah, they've just fully... Like they, they've the- really leaned into just... Look, we all know what it is, but... I'm looking at the map of New um, Farm Park. Just briefly on the lagoons. Yeah, tell us about these lagoons. So, uh, when I think lagoons, I think bunyips. Is that right? Um, is that like more billabong areas? I just hear lagoon. Uh, definitely billabong. Lagoon, I think monsters. Because I, yes, I, yes. I, I think there was a Goosebumps book, R.L. Stein. Curse of the Black Lagoon? Yeah. Or something or, yeah. like that. So look, like, look, you've got a couple of okay, things to look up on going, the You keep going. I'm going to look up yeah. the name of the cafe just, New Farm Park. I'll give it... I'll give some brief context. So New Farm Park used to be, I think, significantly larger than we appreciate. So the area that is now the powerhouse, the half of the park with the farmer's markets, the library and all the car parks didn't used to be there. So if you think about it, the actual parklands of New Farm Park is massive. You can fit so much in there. You know, they also fit in apparently like countless tennis courts and basketball courts. So really they had all this green space, but part of the big controversy at the time was that 
they started building car parks and they built a library and they, you know, started putting a theatre there and they did other stuff there. They put a ferry terminal, they put a kiosk. And the drama there was, in city council terms, that mm. they were a little bit fed up of, well, this is a park, not a fucking glorified car park or library. Find some different land for this. Now, I'll say this. The park is fucking huge. Yeah. And it's one of the worst places in the world to find your friends. Someone will just go, oh, we're near the Rose Garden. And I'm like, great. There's about like three hectares of roses. Oh, we're yeah. just, oh, we're, we're in the main bit near the cars. Again, fucking useless. I'm yet to see someone come up with a good way to describe where you are at New Farm Park that isn't sending a photo. I completely agree. It's and, so hard. And the photo's the only way to do it. Yeah, literally. The roses doesn't help at all. I think once someone was like, no, no, I'll drop a tag and I'll just send you where I am. It's like, no, not useful. Doesn't work. When, when there's like 100 people in a little 20 metre radius and everyone's dressed the exact same. Yeah. You know, I, I don't recognise myself, let alone my oh, friends. Oh, near the guy in the linen shirt. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, okay. gun. I've done my research. All right. Um, so the cafe that was a Cafe 63 yeah. is called MK Cafe. That sucks. I assume is Martin King. Martin Kutherling. And they, they <laughs> left off the Luther. Yeah. Uh, and the Goosebumps book, they, they don't reckon there's one... Because there's the Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Oh. That's a lake. And that ain't a that ain't a lagoon. The other water-based one is called Deep Trouble. But I'll show you this, and listeners, I encourage you to do this. Look up the cover for the Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Joe, do you reckon? I, I remember this one because I reckon that's one of the scariest covers of a goosebump. Uh, yeah, I remember that one fondly. Because that, that character is missing a nose. It's a zombie that's head is just poking. Yeah. You, know, you can see it's bulging red eyes. That's, that's scary. Yeah, that's some scary shit. Um, you know why we think a lagoon is monster? is because Creature from the Black Lagoon is just one of the more iconic oh, that, horror sci-fi. Yeah, movies. that's, I think, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's just in, hence me going, Curse of the Black Lagoon. Uh, anyway, there used to be one at New Farm Park. That's uh, very, very cool. Um, only other thing I wanted to pick up on is, obviously it's heritage listed. Mm. Um, but the criteria for heritage listing is interesting. So one of them is the place has to be important in demonstrating the principal characteristics of a particular class of cultural places. There seems to lack an element of quality control there. Like, I feel like by mm. that definition, the Vic probably shows the characteristics of a particular class of cultural place, that cultural place being a really fucking grubby pub. Yeah. It's an odd standard. It is, isn't it? You know, in many ways, you know, our housemate's bedroom, when it's messy, mm. shows principal characteristics of... A man not taking care of himself. That's, yeah, it's sort of self-fulfilling in many ways, isn't it? But the only box they tick is, you know what we would call a gazebo? Yeah. Like the gazebo at New Farm Park? I know that gazebo. Apparently it's the Edwardian bandstand. And it's a very fine example of Edwardian bandstands. It, I mean, I haven't seen it's beautiful. That, I haven't seen that many Edwardian bandstands. I imagine it's one of the better ones. When they say it's a fine example, it is in my mind the only example. Who was it? I think it was Molly, friend of the show, mm -hmm. who had the All Hallows school reunion she was like oh i've got to go to the all hallows school reunion oh today. that's and right. i was like where was it she's like oh it's in the the gazebo at all hallows yeah. and i was like <laughs> can you just claim that for a big event yeah, just be like, been, that would have been upwards of 200 people invited to can that you sort just of thing. like I guess get if you, there early yeah, that's what i'm thinking if you just get there early enough because you see like wedding photos being taken and yeah. stuff but i don't think there's like a booking system for the gazebo i think you just rock up and it's first in first yeah. serve and if you're there with you imagine people running about no, you're at the gazebo like people <laughs> like me and jack at 6 15 a.m trying to race each other to the shower because it's because we're fighting for it at the same time, and there's a gazebo in the shower. Yeah, the All Hallows reunion. Where is it? Oh yeah, Henry and Jack shower. Shower. <laughs> it's a miracle we fit two hundred people. I think they set it up. <laughs> I think it was sort of their proposal. Yeah, I don't know. I think they they put the venue forward. Ah, uh, to be a bit I of a nightmare. I the venue, the menu, the seating, <laughs> but <laughs> but 
no but one could fit no in the shower where it happened. Yeah, the gazebo's sick, bro. Big, big roof on it. Can, it, I tell I mean, you that can I tell you that much for free? It's cliched for wedding photos, but oh, it's beautiful. Mate, I, yeah, wedding I'd, photos. I'd, I'd, photos I'd go there, there before UQ, which is oh, where I see the majority of other know. fucking wedding photos coming. I say, ah. Do you want to come to... Let's get our wedding photos. It's you looking beautiful and then some and Somerville person in a tracksuit walking behind you. Yeah, some stressed engineering student being like, oh, the bridge doesn't balance or whatever they do. <laughs> Is it my sixth coffee of the day? Mm. You know it's swat back. <laughs> some design student just having the easiest time ever. Do we? Is there design at UQ? I can't imagine. They design the wedding dress. <laughs> That's why there's so many weddings. Design, That's actually just their assignment. They design the venue, the menu, the seating. The seating. But! But! <laughs> um, and the only other heritage thing I wanted to mention is one of the reasons is the place has a strong association with a particular community for social, cultural or spiritual reasons. And they note that it has a very strong association with the post-war Italian community. Hey, how about that war? <laughs> we love not being... I mean, given the pre-war Italians were on the other side i.e. Yeah. the fascists they were Mussolini people yeah yeah let's not I give feel like we're not as friendly about like we're not like oh the post-war German community but Italians we were like hey you know pasta to dip my toe into a risky <laughs> lagoon Mussolini and Italians generally are pretty lucky that Hitler kind of made a run of it around the same oh, time 100% because Hitler pure evil not that Mussolini wasn't also pure evil but when you're competing to be it's like how Scotty Pippins played at the same yeah. time as Michael yeah. Jordan. You know, oh, it's like, like Stuart, Stuart oh, if Michael Warren, Jordan yeah. had been around... In any then, other era. Yeah, like Stuart McGill and Shane Warne. Except then Stuart, Stuart McGill was like, I know how to get back in the news. I know how to get one up on these bastards. Also, just briefly on the Stuart McGill kidnapping. Yeah. For those of you who don't the know, uh, former test cricketer Stuart McGill, who <laughs> got kidnapped and... And was uh, held for three held days ransom. by, it turns out, his girlfriend's brother. And... He had a very tearful interview on like Channel 7 about it and there hasn't been much police attention. Mm. It's very clear to me that I think he was involved in some way with his own kidnapping. Like well, He's denied it many a time in like interviews. But in such a way that he had, like, he had an expose on, I think it was a current affair. Yeah. And, that, and they were talking to him and um, yeah, it's dodgy. It's we've, so all, we've, all, we've all seen Fargo. We're, we're, yeah, we are missing like 80% of the details of Stuart McGill's kidnapping. Maybe but, that's our next pro podcast project. Is he created once we get through all our Craig McLaughlin stuff? That'd actually be a really good investigative we do podcast. It, we do a like somewhat light hearted investigative yeah. podcast into the kidnapping of maybe Stuart then McGill. the great cricketer will respond to me and we call it McGon Girl. <laughs> <laughs> what McGon about Gone Gill? What about we Mc, call it Gone Gill? <laughs> what about McGillan in the name of? <laughs> That's the theme of the show. Okay, that's better. Um, all right, should we have a- No, quick- we call it something. If it, if it was like a Channel 7, yeah. right, it'd be called like, bowl. <laughs> it'd, 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 it'd be like- Six and out. It'd be like kidnapped and out. <laughs> kidnapped for six. <laughs> That'd be great, actually. I'd watch that. Leg before missing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's no like oh missing, not out missing miss, leg miss, yeah, yeah, yeah missing leg yeah, yeah. <laughs> not out missing <laughs> leg that'd be great okay it's a shame his leg wasn't cut off in the kidnapping <laughs> all, all right. right new farm park I guess well it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it kid I mean first and foremost Hen, talk to me about the present social scene at New Farm Park we touched on it at the top and Finbar messaged in and said this as well he said New Farm Park post COVID was better than schoolies. And 100%. for an energy of a place, he's dead right. Now, New Farm Park was always fun for socialising. 
but it was always much heavier with family presence. I, I think it was a lot more, as we mentioned at the top of the show, soccer and sporting. It, it, it was sort of more of a smorgasbord. It was a bit of a variety show, this park. It was probably much more of just like the classic idea of a community park. And aesthetically, it was nicer. But it still didn't seem any more attractive than having parties at your friend's house or going to a bar. It was, it was part of the mix, but it wasn't a regular. And then, to quote Bo Ooh. Burnham, the funniest thing happened. COVID. So, <laughs> the the COVID happened. COVID. No, the, have you heard about this? The novel SARS-2, the novel coronavirus? The novel coronavirus SARS-2. I haven't, I haven't read it's the novel a, coronavirus. It's really good. <laughs> I saw the movie. Yeah, what if it's like, have you heard about the novel coronavirus? Nah, I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trent Dalton wrote it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny though? The beer corona. Something in oh that. My God. You know what I mean? I Something remember making a corona like the beer joke. I'm going to say back when... I think it was in Bali. In Bali, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> when we first heard about it. When we first heard... Well, no, it wasn't when I first heard about it because I had it. But <laughs> Have you shared this on the podcast? That you think Maybe you had not. COVID? Joe reckons he had COVID Just in, in brief. late 2019. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Br- brief. Very briefly. In December 2019, um, I was staying with Caitlin in Berlin and I was struck down with the worst virus I've ever had in my life. For context, everyone, I've had influenza A. I've had influenza B. I've had whooping cough. I've been hospitalised with salmonella. I'm a sickly Victorian child who would not have made it to like 10 in yeah. different eras. This was still the sickest I've ever been in my life. Like, I really couldn't get up and walk. Crucially, they found the virus, traces of it, in Italy from November 2019. So they know it was circulating from November 2019. From the moment they know it was circulating, I had been to Scotland, Ireland, Amsterdam, Germany, and London. And Wuhan? And yeah, oh, oh, and you, me you and always, Guy Sebastian ate that in Wuhan. <laughs> crucial part of it. How about the Guy Sebastian post where he's like, thanks for the trip in Wuhan, ate some interesting foods. <laughs> It's so suspicious. That's another one. Can we put that in the studio? Can that be in part in of street, not yeah. out missing leg? A corollary leg? investigation. Did Guy Sebastian cause? Anyway, I think I had COVID um, and we will only know one day if I get an antibody test. Um, but as I said, Joe had been uh, drinking and not eating that well for six months. He'd been traveling <laughs> around and backpacking and staying in hostels and he got sick. Uh <laughs> I don't know if he had COVID. Sounds I like think COVID. he might just have an immune system. <laughs> sounds like COVID. Sounds like COVID. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it still sounds like COVID. Apparently, you were pretty sick. I was very sick. And we were going to go to Bergheim on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm not quite feeling up to it. And then a few days later, Caitlin had the same infection. So she had COVID. So I allegedly gave her COVID as well. All right. You know, it's a terrible disease. We shouldn't make a lot of it. I can't wait. For this antibody imagine, test. Be, imagine, imagine if, if you get proven right because the amount <laughs> you've been mocked and ridiculed in Just our the, friendship circles. The for amount this of fucking no way theory. Yeah, um, but yeah. So ever since this, uh, this <laughs> so pandemic, ever since Joe brought COVID to Australia, uh, I remember really clearly it was his birthday. Was effectively to the day or around the day that the COVID lockdown, the most intense lockdown. Yeah, was it was, the, it was in my Queensland. my birthday, sixteenth of May. Yeah. I expect un-Pakistanis to remember. Yeah, um, but. It was the first day. I think it was literally the first day that yeah, they said Saturday. you can go into parks and gather. It was still and, and um, it was still ten people allowed at households. I thought that it was, was a, the awkward I thing. It was of a it. tiny bit more 
when we went back to yours. I, no, I think it was still just 10. I think it was 10 on top of people who lived That's there. That's right. That, yeah, like yeah. a 14 total. So I, yeah. me having four people living at my house at the time at Kent Street, yeah. I could have an additional 10 people there. That's right. That's so, right. Um, but that yeah, which went to an awkward thing where you invite 40 people to New Farm Park and then, and then when it gets dark, you go... All right, guys. Who's uh, you're not all you're not all coming back. Some of you will be invited to come to the home, and I <laughs> no, it's I literally mean, it's kick on. I, really. I think we just broke the rules. Um, it had no, no, never would. I think I think there was like three or four more people there than the limit, and some people got real nervous about that. Mm. Not to be named. Well, because I had COVID. Yeah, but that's still, as, still, but that, but I'm as, still very unwell. As any immunologist, fuck me. immunologist, immunologist. It's less hard than you think. I know. Mm. I have an immunologist on the show at 4BC like every day. Like, no, good thing you're not, not the one that introduces them. Fuck it. I'm on infectious diseases physician oh, that's or better. immunologist. Um, would for short. Any, any, any of them would tell you worth their salt that the cure for COVID and the only thing that COVID fears is birthday magic. So <laughs> I, I think that on that day, the, and, the and joy of my birthday... After New Farm Park was like, oh, and that recent research into the cold beer and the sun effect, yeah. which is obviously, you know, alcohol can have some impact on COVID, can make the infection worse. But if you're having a great cold beer with your mates in the sun, mm. it's it's much better. That's the true. impact of the virus on you. You know, you barely feel it because yeah, you're just having such a great time. But I, I, yeah, I remember. I mean, yeah, because you know we hadn't you know gone to clubs for three months or anything. But but that session at New Farm Park for your birthday. I ran into more people than I'd ever run yeah. into in one place. In Folks, history. if you weren't like, there, it picture, was and I'm nuts. sure if you're listening to this, you probably were there. You probably remember 16th of May. For the most 20 part, 20. sitting down in that park, historic day, you could hardly get a spot in the grass. There was more Yui booms than you can poke a stick at. There was just all floating around, and every now and again, I reckon every 10 or 15 minutes, everyone would start clapping and whooping and hollering. Yeah. It was, it was, oh it my was, God, was, I forgot about the it was clapping. So, it was sort of cheesy, but it was kind of beautiful. It was, it was everyone very was beautiful. out and it was, it, yeah, it was a fucking, I hate to use the word. It was a vibe. Oh, it was such a vibe. I mean, also, I'll, it was give really, new, I'll give New Farm Park that. It was the physical I forgot about the clapping and beginning of, uh, of the end of, I, of the lockdown. Gave us all the great bit of, because I think I walked up when there was some clapping and cheering going and I could do the great bit of pretending it's for me, just yeah. like waving them off being like, oh, guys, please, please, Very please, please. Very droll. Yeah, but, no, um, it, it yeah. is good. And, and listen, I think even though now, obviously you can gather at pubs and at homes and whatnot, I, I think it's held on to it. A hundred percent. I think the new farm park stayed well, elevated. It could have been a fad. I think that's absolutely hung on to it because it is hard to open the Instagram on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and not just have the feed flooded mm. with picnics. Now, what are your thoughts on picnics? Because you know where I stand. I love having an afternoon beer or wine in the park. I think if too much effort goes into bringing the food, I just, I'm a bit over it. Eat at home and then come. I hate or bring some snacks. I I hate I I hate and everyone bring a plate picnic because the amount oh oh can you wash that container and give it back to me like oh is is this container good also if you want new farm like if you want it to turn into a fun evening thing where you like go to someone's house and stuff the worst thing is to be burdened with all this picnic shit right like just bring burden with in picnic my shit mind, and and if you want to go out afterwards or anything 100%. like that it's like well, I don't mind, want to wear chinos and RMs to the fucking park yeah fucking oath in in my mind it's. Bring a six pack and a bag of chips, or you red, know, yeah, or, or red rock jelly. Like, I'll pour it on a plate. Red if rock that jelly, gets like punnet strawberries, great. That's good. But like, it just it should for me ideal picnic food 
should be able to be eaten out of the container it comes in or just like have a... Like mandarins are in season right now. Great. Feel free to bring a couple of them to the park. I've seen you smashing mandarins. I love mandarins so much. You've been... Do you swallow the seeds? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Do people not? Oh, that was one of the great games of youth is just... Just... Oh, no, you can definitely... I can purse my lips But if I'm home alone, I have no one to shoot them at. Well, you could practice at the wall. (laughs) Just, or like set up. Do you think I need practice? Why don't you just set up a You've sprite? Never seen you should me. set up a sprite can in the backyard. I can, I can play and guitar pew! by spitting mandarin seeds out of my mouth and hitting certain strings. <laughs> you can play, play Hotel California. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a mandarin joke. Oh, Kevin, Rudd play, could, um, Kevin Rudd could speak mandarin. <laughs> he's yeah, I'm fluent. Fucking Kevin, Kevin Rudd's like, and as Prime Minister, I'll have great connections in the Asia Pacific reason because I actually speak mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> Just and that's how I'll communicate Xi with Xi Jinping. They often respond to shows of strength, and I show that through my Mandarin. When I spit little <laughs> seeds of fruit at the Chinese president, it's like little this seeds of language. These fucking people. Fucked on it. One of the great breakdowns. I, I, that's I, what happens when I, we turn I, off the mics I, and unpacking Brisbane. I saw that the other day. Fucking interpreters. This fucking language. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Well, well, Kevin Rudd, folks. Well, um, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. No, but I, I agree with you. Me on picnics. Yeah. I have itchy skin and dry skin yeah. a lot of the time. You get easily I'm, irritated. I get irritated. I'm sitting on the ground. There's grass around. There's ants around. I'm itchy. Second thing, not a comfortable posture. You're effectively doing a stretch. It's effectively a yoga class. I, I'm never comfortable. My undies are up my butt the whole time. I was going to say- Oh, it's- bring a rug. It's not as bad. There's, there's never enough room on the on the rug. And we all know that the owners of the rug get there- and they spread eagle. Yeah. It's just Corollary. the rug is the owner of the rug and fucking hummus yeah. is what's on that rug. Corollary problem. Now, admittedly, I don't have quite the same issue with sitting down because I have such bad posture naturally that my spine has just adopted this permanent curve. It is painful <laughs> oh, watching you try so you, to, so you and the hunchback of Notre Dame and now, Tom I've evolved, from the leaky I've evolved to just sort of like be this mess. At a mm. park, it is tough watching you sit down at a park. It's you, horrible. You, it's like a dog in the backseat of a car, yeah. just like constantly going in circles to try and get comfortable. It's like, oh, it's just not going to get any better. If the dog had to have a conversation about like being a grad, yeah, you know, <laughs> Corroll- corollary to the rug issue is when you have a circle of like fifteen people and then you arrive and someone's like, oh, open the circle, open the circle it becomes really awkward to move back at a point and then mm. you're in a fucking clappy circle where the person across yeah. from you is like 15 metres away. Then you're those freaks at uni sitting in a circle on the great court. No, oh, no, just sharing donuts and yeah. being like, oh, I hope I stay friends with them. Fuck, you won't. Um, <laughs> that, that's the other thing. It's just like the circle is awkward and when do you... Here's the thing with the New Farm Park picnic. Right? Splinter circle. Pol- when do you splinter? Yeah. When the hell are you going to splinter that circle? Because you can be sitting... I reckon when there's seven or eight people, you're all sitting in the middle. One Yui boom. Oh, yeah, yeah bon her, great. And it doesn't really need to be a perfect circle because you can turn your head whenever you want and turn, talk to everyone. Mate, turn your head whenever the hell you want. When do you splinter? <sighs> Ten. Ten, I, I think, agree. I think double digits. I'll tell you this, you actually... You've got to splinter that circle. On Saturday night, where, Warehouse 25... Um. Big-ish table, but probably a table for like seven or eight. Mm. Probably ends up being about 14, 15 people there. And I had the same thought of at a certain point, a circle cannot continue and you just need to splinter. Yeah, you need to splinter. And then, and then it's tough because a triangle no one wants to, to fit feel to the, you know, the, the, you know. I don't want to be the first guy to splinter. I don't want to take no the lead No one wants to splinter but, first. But I can identify when the need for a splinter is there. You know when you can lead the splinter? 
your birthday or you're going away drinks or whatever. You, yeah. If you're if you're the initiator and host of the picnic, then I think you can be like, I think that you can you can lead the split. Or up. if it's like you've invited two rather distinct groups of people, and which, which I often am guilty of. Yeah, I'd say, but not guilty in the splinter situation because it makes it quite easy to splinter. Like okay. it's quite obvious where people should be splintering. Can I tell you what else I do at picnics? Yeah. I always overeat. Because you think, oh, there's no lunch here. There's no meal. Yeah, if fair. I'm meeting up with my mates at a pub and I get a palmy, there is a contained meal. I eat it you and I know where to stop. Yeah, absolutely. I never leave a picnic feeling anything less than stuffed because I'm like, oh, a strawberry. Yeah. Oh, some, some honey soy chicken red rock deli chips. Yeah. Oh, grapes. I'll have another grape. They're just small. They're not going to fuck me yeah. up. Grapes. Before and then all know. of a sudden, I've eaten 16 fucking grapes. <laughs> and that's, and basic- that when you put it into the size of a meal, it's probably a palmy. If you were to have a palmy made out of grapes. Oh, that's so many. I think you're eating way more than 16. Think about grabbing yeah. a handful of grapes. That's like seven or eight of them. How big's the palmy? No, I'm saying oh, I think a palmy okay. is like 30 grapes. Well, I could eat 30 grapes. I'd probably do it at a picnic. Yeah, I'm saying 16 is you underrating how many grapes you eat at a picnic. What I'm trying I'm saying to say is more, I ate a lot of I'm grapes. I'm saying you're more right than you know than you could ever understand. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. I mean, for all those faults of picnics, uh, great social scene. I love being in New Farm Park. Oh, it, it I is like not rocking fun. up there with three or four beers and not much else. And just, you know, and it's like the sun is going down in like two hours. So mm. you don't feel pressured to do a lunch. It's like we will clearly go and get dinner somewhere. That's a good bit. That's yeah. a good feeling. People getting Uber Eats to the park. I love it. It's sort of cheating, isn't it? I think it's a bit cheap because also you could just walk to these great places, like walk to DeBurger oh, in yeah. like 45 minutes. And you know we love DeBurger. We love that. Um, all right, I want to move on and talk about briefly the sports scene at New Farm Park. Mm-hmm. Just stop playing Spikeball. Let's talk about Spikeball. I'm really over Spikeball. So, I don't know if I was ever on Spikeball. I was never on Spikeball. Can I, can I say this? I do like the game of Spikeball. It's like when people say, yes. Rick and Morty's actually good, but it's the fans. I think it's the super fans of Spikeball. Yeah. When you play the game of Spikeball, it's pretty athletic. It's a bit too... It's complicated. It's weird. Oh, you've got to bounce it on the net for the serve, and then you've got to keep it in the air with your team, and you can't touch it twice, and you've got to get it. Like, It's it's weird because... I don't think it's a naturally no, it's flowing game. It's weird because there's no offside line, and you're all stood around in a circle. It's not like volleyball or tennis where you need to advance the ball in a certain direction. Like the lack of an offside line makes it hard. My issue with it, and I'm fine with it, is like a fun game to play, you know, for 15 minutes at the park. It's there's people who it seems like spike ball is the pinnacle of their athletic achievement and their athletic life. It's like, oh, well, we've got to play some spike ball. Yeah, I agree. It's not natural. I'd say more than most games, it's incredibly fun for the first five minutes and Mm. drops off massively. And that's the other problem that I have with it, mate, is it's like, you've got a time when you dive into the spike ball because a lot of the time it'll be like, we've been to this picnic for five minutes. I'm still saying my hellos. And then there'll be someone being like, spike ball, should we play <laughs> oh, we spike ball? Are we done? Yeah. We get the spike ball? Are we setting up? It's not easy to set up. No, it's not you're, easy. You're effectively putting up a tent. Yeah, absolutely. What a pain. Yeah. Fucking pain. And, and to be honest, for me, there was nothing wrong with the classic picnic games of passer footy mm. or like, you know, and I'm certainly a little bit partial to backyard cricket. I acknowledge that's not for everyone. But spike ball doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. Like if you're passing a footy at a picnic, then more people can join in and you can try more complicated passes or clapping around a circle or kicking the footy or a bit of touch footy. Like spike ball, its first minute and its sixtieth minute are the exact same level of interest. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, the other thing for me with it is like where's the 
Hang on, sorry, I just sneezed. <laughs> Silently. <laughs> um, where, where's the spike? Is it like a volleyball spike? Is there saying, or is uh, the spike when you hit it that's, up? That's is brilliant. the spike when you hit it on the ground? Whenever I'm thinking spike, I'm thinking about the dog from the Rugrats. I don't want to think about the Rugrats when I'm having a picnic, mate. I want to think that's about. Other I have. Things. I have a theory. Um, I don't think it's got anything to do with the volleyball spike. Spiking the ball in American football is when the quarterback catches it and throws it straight down onto the ground to end the play. And spiking something in American slang refers to basically like trying to kill the play or end the play. I wonder if it's from that because the action of like hitting it harshly into the ground, mm. like or into the net rather, to try and end your opponent's play is way... It's nothing like a volleyball spike. No, really. Not I, at all. I, th- I think, and I imagine it's a game with an American origin. It seems like, you know how they talk about like hacky sack used to be a thing? Yeah. I feel like Spikeball is the success of a hacky sack, but it's just competitive enough that it taps into people's mindset. Mm. I tell you what, if people viewed Spikeball as the way they viewed hacky sack or Finska, which just quietly I love as Finska's a park great. game, Finska's great. I'm all in for Finska because mm. it is genuinely relaxed and social. It's nice. The problem with Spikeball is is that it's possible to be quite good at it, mm. but I think it's a little bit sad to try and be quite good at it. And I'd love to see where it's written in the rules of Spikeball that it is illegal to play it with a shirt on. No, oh, fucking oath. It's like, oh, Middle of winter. It's just nudity. July, bloke plays sh- mm. Spikeball shirts off. Yeah. And there always seems to be these packs of like five and six blokes who only go to New Farm Park to play Spikeball. And they go, yeah, we'll do it near where everyone's having a picnic. That's not annoying at all, right? Oh, you'll be eating a sandwich or something and then... Yeah, it'll be spiked. You'll be hit by it. You'll be spiked. Hmm. Um, now, when we were at New Farm Park... I got Henry, spiked we saw, on the weekend, guys. We saw, <laughs> we saw a completely different sport and it really excited us both. Tell me about this crazy foam LARP thing we saw. Don McAuliffe, great friend of the show and an un-Pakistani at heart, is uh, having gone away drinks in New fun park we all turn up obviously he was moving to melbourne um always a good idea with this virus around and um we watched as something was clearly getting set up a big field uh markers being put down and people of many different ages showing up mate have you heard of foam larp do you want LARP? yeah i used to larp did you larp yeah, so LARP stands for live-action role-playing. I think a lot of people would know it as the sport from the film Role Models, the medieval role-play yeah. game. So it, you basically, the core premise is that you have weapons that are not so hard that they will cause injury if they hit you, but it hurts enough that you really don't want to be hit. So I had an old foam LARP sword, and if you got someone with it, it would like hurt for like 10 minutes. Mm. Similar-ish to paintball, but not quite the pain. Yeah. It's like you don't want to be hit. Cause the I didn't with, realize it hurt that much. Problem with purely foam swords is. They're like pool noodles. Th- there's no they? incentive to not be hit with it, really. Yeah, okay. But this is like, you know, you feel the blow. Anyway, we see this being set up. And what happens is like, I reckon at least 22 person battle or a melee or whatever you want to call it. If you've it. seen Game of Thrones, if you've seen the Battle of Blackwater, we essentially saw that We, we saw it topped. We saw a bedded. Well, I was by, eating cheese. But I didn't quite get the rules because we saw these people playing LARP. For one, I don't think there were any teams. I think it was every man for himself, which yeah. is an insane way. Secondly, if you got hit, you had to take a knee for 30 seconds, but then you got up and immediately got back into the game. Yeah, I think it was... But I thought if you got hit, then again, you were... Yeah, how did you get eliminated? There, there was clearly a way you got eliminated, but it made no sense to me. But basically, 
you know, and you might think, oh, that's great for these guys. You know, they obviously a lot of women too, actually. Yeah, surprisingly gender diverse game. Yeah, you're right. Um, which usually neck beardy things aren't. Mm. Uh, but it was like, oh yeah, you know, you think, oh, they need to, you know, get involved. That's good for them. It's something a little nerdy. Get outside. It's, yeah, it's a, yeah, literally, it's great. Get around some grass. Uh, if you thought that would translate in any way to being trepidatious or shy about this, you are completely wrong. We're sitting there just chatting. These to were the John. most confident nerds you've ever met. The guy goes, and I'm not kidding, a very, very busy day at New Farm Bugs. was like, Hear ye, hear ye! We now begin the Battle of LARP! And everyone was like, What is going on? I thought there was a, like a fire. <laughs> At first, I thought we were in the like an important community I thought he was announcement, the not just inviting us to play a game. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? I thought, I thought it was a COVID thing. I was like, oh God, the government's busted us. We all misread the restrictions. We're not meant to be here. And he was like, he was so loud, Henry. He was so loud. And, and what did he say? Because yeah, I agree. I thought it was a COVID announcement as well. I don't remember. He was just like being like, you are about to witness a battle of wills and strength and foam noodle swords or something along those lines. I was like, this guy's awesome. This guy absolutely knows what he's doing. And then, they, yeah, they proceeded to battle for like 45 minutes. And then he was, was like... really long. But at the end, he was like, I now invite anyone who would like to join the battle, as they commonly do in war, where after, you know, the invasion of Normanby, they were like, and if... Uh, if well, he really had the tone as well of like, do we have a challenger? Mm. Perhaps a peasant boy who likes to roll with us knights. They were... Mm brimming with confidence. Oh, you sire with the linen shirt and the Birkenstocks. Are you ready to Birken? Rock upon my horse. Let's battle, bitch. Yeah, it was, it was that time. But I, I was pretty tempted to go over and have a go. And it looked, I'll say this, it looked like so much fun. Yeah. Because some of them, I, see, some what of them I swords. didn't want it to look like by going over was like that we were taking the piss. Because I imagine if you and I had been like, <laughs> oh yeah, Hennis and Joe, we're going to go get in the medieval thing. Then the reaction of maybe our friends would have been like, to laugh. Oh, oh God. Like would have been like, oh God, here they go. Like, I think it would have devalued the laugh yeah. and never devalued the laugh. If it had just been you and I walking past, like, and it wasn't the context of a picnic, I would have been very tempted to be like, yeah, yeah absolutely put us on. Yeah, 100%. It looks like so much fun. Yeah. Um, final word I have just on, really on New Farm Park on the whole, uh, slacklining. Super weird hobby. I don't get it. Join a circus. Yeah, honestly. It's so close to being really impressive. And you know what else there is? Yeah. If you want a tree-based activity, yeah. New Farm Park has those trees. Climb a tree. Which was pointed out to many people in the messages, not as easy to climb as you'd think. No, definitely And I completely not. agree with that. Because if, as Harry and Ron learned, driving into the oh, into the, into the Whomping Willow, yeah, big twisty viney trees can can give you dramas. They womp. Not on the actually. You know what? The New Farm Park trees are much more like Devil's Snare. Yeah, you sort of just get. Yeah, I was going to say because they're not these big girthy trunks. Mm. They're 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 very. We'll save subtle. this for one, one day. We'll do an episode about if all of Harry Potter was set in Brisbane, but... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that that's such a lofty task to set ourselves. Yeah, uh, we might. If you want that, let us know. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I do like those trees. I think we spoke about them a fair bit, but I just watched, we just watched Two Towers, as we mm, discussed. So, so true. Um, now I think it's time to ask a very important question. Mm. You know, does New Farm... Or does it... Or does it... You in the... You... In... Slut... Sorry, someone's just trying to do a reverse parallel with New Farm Park. <laughs> New Farm Park, despite having park in the title, bloody hard to get one, isn't it? Very hard to get a park. Does New, New Farm, Farm park. park fuck? I've never been so sure of anything in my life. Oh my God. It fucks so much. Yeah, it fucks. It fucks. If it didn't before COVID, 
it definitely yeah. does now. If I think it, on, the, it was on the close. basis, I think on the basis of that one day. Yeah. Also, I mean, I say what I want about. I said all that shit about picnics earlier and about getting rashes, and I stand by it. I do, I do get a rash. I do get itchy. Yeah. I do get red. Don't let it sound but, like we're a show that is negative on picnics in general. Because I love picnics and being invited to. I'm them. negative on picnics. There's, uh, I, but you invite do me. Like, I'll just bring a chair. Yeah, I'll just bring a camp chair just to stay away from that torturous. Vile grass. It bothers you, the grass. Oh, yeah. Do you have a grass allergy that's like gone undiagnosed? Probably. Because it does, it really bothers you. I'm allergic to a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, like bullshit. I'm allergic to- I'm allergic to PC crap. Tell you, <laughs> tell you that much. I'm allergic to liberal snowflakes. Yeah, I'm allergic- And if that's what grass is nowadays, <laughs> if grass is going to try and tell me that I have to use pronouns correctly, then yeah, yeah I'm allergic to grass. Then yeah, I'm allergic to him- or her. Uh, what the fuck are you even Are you trying to tell about? me grass doesn't have a gender now? <laughs> Ridiculous. Do I have but to, but do I have to call park. grass them? Yeah. Fun Park definitely fucks. It fucks. And people, and I, I was going to say that for all the slights I had on picnics, fuck people look hot at New Farm oh, Park. I people love, look incredible. I, I love Golden the, Hour at New Farm Park is, oh. is an appreciator of a you can mock beauty. And you can mock it as much as you want, but I look great. Golden Hour makes photos look awesome. Oh, absolutely. I look phenomenal at New Farm Park. You look beautiful. And and you I think great. I think like a, a hat, like a lot of people experiment with hats. Yeah, definitely. I dare say there's a lot of people who are TCs in school who are now trying out a broad brim to Cobra. Yeah. Go for it. Absolutely. You look great. Welcome to experiment. And there's a, you know, there's a great overalls culture in the colder months at New Farm Park. Absolutely. Absolutely experiment with overalls. They cover up every bit of your body yeah. that could be exposed to grass. Maybe worth looking into. I like wearing a yellow shirt. Yeah, maybe get yourself a corduroy Take a hat. Of risks. Yeah. A, ma- a mangroves corduroy hat. Corduroy hat at when, Felons Barrel Hall, 29 July. When, if you want to do that, it fucks. It's not even worth discussing. I don't think it fucks in terms of like it. It itself is not a place to fuck, as was pointed out no, in the messages. No. It has the filthiest public bathrooms in Brisbane potentially. I, 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 I didn't don't even think... know there were bathrooms. Oh, I think it I also fucks. There. I went on a date there as well. Yeah, I was going to say. I forgot about the date culture that started with Newfound Park because it was the only date. It's an you enormous could go date for culture there. We didn't even cover that. Yeah, it was literally the only date you could really People go. were getting, it was, and people were getting wine drunk on dates in New Farm Park. I forget about that. Yeah, it was a real, like, well, it definitely. God, for like three or four it months. It was the only place you could arrange a fuck. It was the biggest place to social. God, I completely forget about that. It was incredible. Just, incredible place. Well, it definitely fucks, and I'll see you there. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? Thanks for listening to another brilliant episode of Unpacking Brisbane. The heights we continue to scale in terms of comedic achievement, uh, second to none. Just when you think we're done. We come up <laughs> with another... Episode 73 come comes up with another barn wax stomper. You with the dick. We just get a barn stomper. Um, that, that was fun. Good to talk about mm. New Farm Park. Let us know what you'd like us to do next. Let us know if there's any specific pockets of Brisbane or suburbs we've done before that you'd like us to revisit. Yeah. A little bit like Paddington 2, a little bit like New Farm Park. We're not perfect and we acknowledge that we might have missed some stuff in the past. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, great. And um, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Have a great week. Have a great weekend and we'll catch mask you. Mask up. Yeah, mask up, baby. And get a ticket to the mangroves. Do that too. Bye.